Talk 1041. Hello, everyone. Good Friday morning. My name is Nick Reed, and it is a Heroes Breakfast Day. Yes, indeedy do it is. And already we got some seats filled. Plenty of room, however, so don't shy away simply because they're, uh, they're already seats filled as the doors open just five minutes ago. Heroes Breakfast, for those of you that are not familiar with this, uh, we do it every so often. We're out here every Friday. Do the show, Friday Road Show, every Friday, sponsored by Affordable Towing. However, about once a month or so, uh, we have a Heroes Breakfast. And this is where, while we're out here on that particular Friday, this being one of those Fridays, veterans get free breakfast. And that is thanks to Scramblers, Air Services, Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, and Electrical, Delta Roofing, and Serenity Honors all coming together and and uh, picking up the tab for you. So all you got to do is come over to the table where we're doing the, the live broadcast and pick up one of the certificates, and they are right there. You'll see them. It's obvious. It says KSGF Heroes Breakfast. Just grab one, hand that to your server, and that's all you got to do other than then eat it and enjoy it. It is as simple as that. Uh, there, the, the National Archives are now asking lots and lots and lots of people to do a search and see if they have any classified information. This is a remarkable turnabout in approach regarding this issue for the National Archives. The National Archives, which you may recall, had a hand in presenting the idea that a former president would have any sort of paperwork with classified markings on it as a grave, grave offense against the very foundation of our nation. I mean, the concern all the way up to and including a raid of the home of a former president. I mean, you just think about that for a moment. Armed agents raiding the home of a former president and most believe political opposition, political opponent to the current president of the United States. We have gone from that to, hey, if everybody doesn't mind checking, you know, if everybody doesn't mind, if you, you know, if you happen to have some, eh, yeah, just let us know. No big deal. Yeah, we, we'd just like to have those back. What is worrisome is that we have become such a, a, a one-party authoritarian police state that I think the drastic chasm between those two approaches is lost on a lot of people, that, that we have become comfortable, many people anyhow, or perhaps indifferent to the fact that you can have a president of the United States utilize federal law enforcement to raid the home of his political opposition for something that everyone involved seemingly acknowledges is really not that big of a deal in terms of the offense that they utilized as justification for doing just that. I'm telling you, 
currently in the United States. We are dealing with leadership that is no different than what the Russians deal with with Putin. It's so appropriate that Democrats are, I, mean, I guess actually it's inappropriate, being somewhat facetious here, that Democrats spent the last couple of years talking about how evil Putin is, yet they rival him in their approach, whether it's uh, January 6th commissions looking at political opposition, throwing citizens and keeping them in jail without trial for going on over two years now, for doing things that their supporters do all the time. for using federal law enforcement to falsify evidence against political opposition, which eventually at least one within the FBI would have to admit in court that he did it. And when he pleads guilty, gets a slap on the wrist. The guy's practicing law again already instead of being in prison as he should be. It is, it's remarkable the level of corruption and the media being part of it, and that is not that far off from what you see in, in Russia as well. That's why any time there is any journalist in Russia that actually speaks out against the regime, it becomes noteworthy. See, they're demonized, much like, let's say, Fox News is demonized in this country, and, and you have the mass followers of the power structure that have been conditioned to believe, oh, that Fox News, they're bad. It's not state-run. We can't listen to them. They don't repeat the narrative. And Fox News isn't even anti-administration. They just throw everything out there. They certainly aren't pro-Trump. And for this country to characterize Russia as a bad player in the world because of the corruption of the leadership, because they uh, Putin utilizes uh, the, the, quote, federal law enforcement against political opposition, because Putin snuffs out political opposition, because under Putin's regime, the media knows their place and they just generally regurgitate the line from Putin. All of these things are a mirror image of what happens here in the United States today. Going to have a look at the weather here coming up in just a couple of moments. Also, uh, a quick update from Ryan at A1 Custom Car Care. Jason Ryman now with the latest news update. A Missouri House committee is hearing testimony this week on a bill that would let students decide which public school they want to attend. St. Clair Superintendent Kyle Cruz says if the Public School Open Enrollment Act becomes law, smaller districts like his would pay the price. Our football team was undefeated in recent year in the regular season, but we'll lose kids because our facilities are not as nice and we can't afford to fix that. Sound from Missouri News Network. Cruz says if 100 students left his district, the school would lose over $400,000 in state funding. A house fire doing extensive damage to a home this morning. That vacant house caught fire this morning around 3.30 in the 800 block of East Locust, north of Boyd Elementary School. Flames were coming out of the front of the house when fire crews arrived. No one was found inside. Also today, Walmart says it plans to open more than 30 Sam's Club stores in the next few years, marking the first expansion since 2017. 
Those new stores will be about 160,000 square feet, larger than most existing locations, which are roughly 140,000 square feet. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements today. Sunny 47 for a high, clear 34 tonight. Cloudy 52 tomorrow. Cooler Sunday, colder even, 36 and 31 on Monday. Oh, chance of snow and freezing rain Monday night. Well, let's just not worry about that now, shall we? Uh, Ryan A1 Custom Car Care, hello. Hello, hello. All right. How are you this morning? Doing fantastic. This is the moment in time we get words of wisdom from That's you. Right. That's right. We usually kind of do like, you know, some little hacks, right? Yes, this is correct. Let's talk about some anti-hacks that people like to spread. We're going to dispel the myth. Oh, okay. I like this. Yeah, things that people think are hacks, but they're not. Okay. Um, First and foremost, because we we talked about tires in the weather, and it's important. You want to monitor them. But one thing that we hear a lot of is, oh, you know, if you, like, add an extra 10 pounds over what the door sticker says, if you if you inflate them to maximum pressure, you get better life out of your tires. I've you never heard that. You get better gas mileage. <laughs> oh, I have heard keeping uh-huh. them properly inflated well, will help, but I've never sure, heard yeah. the uh, anyone touting the benefits of overinflating. It's, Other than when it's it gets... actually true. Oh, okay. It, it will. However, However, you are going to buy tires a lot quicker. Okay. And what happens is when you overinflate your tires, you're running, you're, you're making them, you know, a balloon. Uh-huh, sure. Instead of being a nice flat surface that kind of meets the flat surface of the road, mm. now you've got this curved okay. surface, and just the center of the curve is what's touching. So you've lost traction, mm. you've lost braking ability, you're wearing just that center portion of the tires down. And a lot of times what you can run into is they're more susceptible to, you know, oh, I tapped a curb. Now there's this big bubble here. I hit a chuck hole. What happened? So here is a question because I was actually having this conversation with my wife a few weeks ago based off of the conversation that we had. Say you got 36 PSI. Yep. And we talk about, you know, when it gets colder, obviously the air shrinks a little bit. Yep. And so you had mentioned that some people, they will overinflate them in order to sort of compensate for yes. that. And you said it's not like you, you've got some leeway there. Yeah, so if you've you're, got some leeway. how much leeway do you have? And I, I, I suppose there's a bit of a, a really great idea is 10%. Okay. So, so you know, 36, 36, about three, three up, three, three down, okay. something like that, you know, within a five PSI range and you're probably okay. Okay. All right. Excellent. So, okay, go. very good. Was it? Was that the? We got the one. Uh, that's there, the one. We'll okay. save the rest of the nuggets okay. for the next time. You know. We'll oh, I can spread them out. Sounds good. Okay, perfect. Thank you. It's very useful information. A one custom car care. All of your car care needs. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Nick's endorsements. You can find their info there at ksgf.com. Now a traffic update. Well, there's traffic. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Live from Scramblers, it is the Heroes Breakfast this morning. If you are a veteran, come by, get free breakfast until 9 a.m. The National Archives is now asking the last six administrations, presidents, and vice presidents to search their personal records for classified information after the classified materials were found in the 
possession of now former Vice President uh, Joe Biden and Mike Pence, of course, Trump as well. Uh, the list of those requested to scour their personal records includes Obama, Bush, Clinton, Cheney, Al Gore, Dan Quayle. Um, now, why Jimmy Carter is not on this list, I don't know. The scope of the, this is a Breitbart piece, those are those that uh, Breitbart has listed. The scope of the relevant Presidential Records Act, known as the PRA, includes individuals dating back to the Reagan administration. Both Ronald Reagan and George Herbert Walker Bush have obviously since passed. The archives wrote to reps of former presidents and vice presidents, the responsibility to comply with the PRA does not diminish after the end of an administration. The later stated that while much of the attention of these instances has focused on the classified information, the PRA requires that all presidential records of every administration from Reagan onward must be transferred to NARA regardless of classified status. Uh, well, I guess I suppose that's why then, because that is uh, the, the date in which that becomes relevant. So that must be why Carter's not listed on there. Uh, the later the letter stated therefore we request that you conduct an assessment of any material held outside of nara that relates to the administration for which you serve as a designated rep under the pra to determine whether bodies of material previously assumed to be personal in nature might inadvertently contain presidential or vice presidential records subject to the pra whether classified or unclassified reps of the four living former presidents told cnn that they've turned over all relevant materials to the archives upon leaving office. Concerning former vice president, CNN reported Cheney Gore turned over all classified documents. Well, so now this is here. They're acting. All right, let's put it. This. We, are, are we going to take their word for it? If, if this is as serious of an offense as they portrayed it to be in, in the beginning of all of this with Trump, doesn't this seem just a little casual? Oh, well, they said they turned them all over. Really? Let's, let's again remember, we were told that this could be a danger to our national security. We were told, it, you know, the fact that people could get access to this. I remember conversations in the media about all of the different people that visit Mar-a-Lago, and you have people from foreign countries, including communist China, and you've got potentially nuclear codes. You even had federal agents leaking photos of, of the things laid out, like uh, it was a, a drug bust. You know how uh, whenever there's some massive drug bust in law enforcement, they'll have a photo of all the evidence. They were leaking out photos of these these folders that said classified on them. I mean, it was it was it was the 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 most potentially dangerous situation we had been in as a nation. We have gone from that to, hey, if you guys don't mind, uh, could you check to see if you also have done this? And then they're, what, allowed to say, oh, no, everything's good? There's going to be a search? Why is it that they should be trusted while Trump was not? Why is it that they are to be treated differently than Trump? This is... One of the many, many reasons that people have no faith in 
law enforcement in this country any longer uh, on that high of a level is because it, it's just total random pick and choose the application. Of course, we understand why it is that it, Trump was treated differently because he was not part of the elite. He's not part of the elite like these all these former presidents, and I throw Bush and Cheney in there as well. They're part of that establishment. This is why they all hobnob together. You know, the Bushes and the Clintons and the Obamas all backslapping, having a wonderful time, a great time. This is why even Bush has not had uh, any qualms about uh, uh, you know, criticizing Trump and Trump supporters or uh, putting his name and reputation on the line to try to get Liz Cheney reelected all the time while she's uh, utilizing her position in a Soviet-style way to demonize Trump supporters and to characterize them as dangers to our country. Uh, and so they get treated differently. They're allowed to tell law enforcement, don't worry, we'll look to see if there's any evidence and we'll let you know whether or not you need to be concerned. And I would suggest that these people are so seeped in the corruption of the application of law and order based on politics, that it doesn't even cross their mind. They don't even recognize how it appears that they publicly go to the lengths they did, made a spectacle in the way that they did dealing with this with Trump, and all of a sudden it's turned into sort of a clerical thing. Hey, by the way, guys, if you have any of this, you know, just, yeah, it's one of those things. you got to turn it over and allowing them apparently to say, well, don't worry, we'll let you know. We don't need you to send anyone in to check for us. Springfield's Talk 1041. i I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Well, in another example of the brilliant chess playing from the Biden administration, reports that Putin and the Taliban are negotiating the sale of our U.S. arms and military equipment left behind by Biden in Afghanistan. Well, isn't this just wonderful? <laughs> I, 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 the quotes I, that just keep rattling around in my head every time a story like this comes up, whether it's Obama, who notoriously said never underestimate the ability of Joe to F things up, or Obama's former defense secretary uh, noting that uh, that you know, Biden, as much as he liked him, thought he was a swell guy, Biden is wrong on every single foreign policy position he's ever taken. I mean, that's remarkable. I believe even if you tried, even if you tried over a a, a number of decades to get everything wrong, you would still accidentally get something right. Not with Biden. So his failure in Afghanistan continues to damage and haunt the United States. Wednesday night, Representative Jim Banks of Indiana told Newsmax of a report that indicates Putin is in negotiations with the Taliban to purchase the weapons the U.S. left behind when Biden ordered a sudden withdrawal. And why not? I mean, why? Why wouldn't he? 
The sudden withdrawal from Afghanistan in 2021 not only left behind over $7 billion in military equipment and weapons to the terrorists, but American personnel as well. Of course, Russia in need of this equipment for its own army as it continues to wage war with Ukraine. The deal allegedly includes recognizing the Taliban as the legitimate government of Afghanistan. Again, when you look at those organizations and people that have benefited from Joe Biden being president, it's all the bad guys. Sex traffickers, drug dealers, human traffickers, drug cartel, terrorists, Taliban. The Telegram account of General SVR, widely reported to be run by a former Russian intelligence officer, reported Tuesday that Putin is negotiating with the Taliban, which Russia, like the U.S., considers a terrorist group, but offering to recognize the government in exchange for weapons badly needed by the Russian army as it struggles to gain ground in the 11-month war against Ukraine. The Post reads, quote, the Taliban possesses weapons and equipment that are scarce for the Russian army at the front, including those seized after coming to power in Afghanistan. Well... There's one thing that I think any reasonable person can recognize. Any reasonable person. Regardless if they want to dismiss this or claim that it's no big deal. The Taliban being given by Biden $7 billion worth of U.S. military equipment is never going to end up in the right hands. The fact that the Taliban as a terrorist organization has it that in and of itself was a devastatingly stupid and dangerous move by this administration devastatingly dangerous and stupid there's no way that that can turn out to be positive out of the starting gate it's bad and potentially worse when you see stories like this and if they hold up to be true and it would make sense if you're Putin and you need this equipment of course you're going to approach them of course you are going to try and figure out a way to obtain that weaponry just more brilliance coming out of the Biden administration another fantastic exhibition of the chess player that Biden is on the world stage Live from Scramblers this morning, it is not just a Friday Road Show sponsored by our good friends at Affordable Towing, but it is also a Hero's Breakfast. Free breakfast if you're a veteran until 9 a.m. That thanks to uh, Serenity Honors, Air Services, Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, Electrical, Delta Roofing, and Scramblers. A traffic update now, I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Springfield's Talk 1041. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Let's have a look at that first alert forecast, shall we? Sponsored by Navant. Employee benefits that work. Uh, Sunny day today, 47 for a high. 34 tonight, cloudy, 52 tomorrow. Then Sunday, things are going to get cold. 36 for low, 31 on Monday. And then uh, early part of next week, there is a chance of snow and freezing rain. But let's not worry about that now. You know how things can change. It is several days out. 
I talked uh, yesterday or the day before the just the fundamental difference, the side-by-side, the apples and apples of California, Florida, Gavin Newsom versus uh, Ron DeSantis. And, and the, the latest Newsom news is the fact that, well, he's made headlines a couple times. One, claiming that the Constitution is a suicide pact, uh, that specifically the Second Amendment part of the Constitution. And uh, of course, whenever a journalist points out the fact that some Americans kind of like the Constitution, he's like, well, I mean, yeah, I totally respect it and everything. I'm just saying that's all. Also making headlines that they are going to, like a obsessed, toxic ex-boyfriend, continue to go after people who used to live in California. This will be an attempt to take away, take a percentage of people's private property, their wealth, if they hit a certain benchmark, even if they don't live in California any longer. It is a toxic obsession. Again, it's it's like the, the toxic relationship and the gal finally breaks away and decides going to move on and he just won't let her. Drives by her house at night, constantly calling her, setting up fake profiles so that he can stalk her and, and uh, you know, uh, um, make all sorts of accusations and comments on social media about her and just make her life miserable. Just refuse to let her go. And that's, that's the toxic relationship the Democrat Party has with citizens. And so Gavin Newsom and the Democrats in California are wanting to, to implement that financially speaking. And... You look at the different approach that you have with DeSantis in Florida. Where he doesn't have to punish people who leave Florida. He doesn't have to put up billboards convincing people, hey, you should come to Florida, it's awesome. He doesn't have to do any of that. He he doesn't have to send out invitations. He doesn't have to trash on people. It's sort of a build it and they will come. And that's what has been happening in Florida. The results. I've long said people ultimately, for all of the rhetoric, actions really, truly, genuinely speak louder than words. And for all the talk, you get the the Hokels in in New York, you get the Newsoms out in California. You get it's the Democrat-run states that people flee, and they go to not just Republican-run states, but the ones that we're told are the worst ones in the world. Right? I, one of the most just hilariously stupid arguments that Democrats were making in the run-up to the Virginia elections. Remember that, that that was the first little red wave that occurred? And it was because all of the Republicans were running unapologetically. And you had Terry McAuliffe running for the governorship in, 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 uh, in Virginia as a Democrat. And I remember that week before telling the people, if you don't keep us in power, then we're going to look like Texas. And I remember thinking to myself, is that really the argument you want to use? Because people are going to Texas. People are going to Florida. People are leaving states that are run by your party. And I don't know that that's a big selling point. I don't know that you should be telling people, 
if you put Republicans in charge, our state's going to look like a state that everyone's moving to because they want to, because quality of life is better. Yet they went with that argument, and apparently a lot of people in Virginia thought, hmm, that's not a bad idea. You have Democrats. One of the best things that that can happen for Republicans is the media continuing to focus on Florida. They they are they are as angering and frustrating as it may be for a lot of people the way that they lie about things and they come up with these names for like the don't say gay bill which you know is legislation that had nothing to do with homosexuality and and the 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 way that they focused on the shutdowns and DeSantis's refusal to go along and opening up the beaches for party goers and allowing restaurants to be open and their focus on that in their minds thinking it was going to demonstrate how absolutely dangerous DeSantis is. All it did was speak to the normal average person in this country. There's a story. Rapper Azalea Banks praises DeSantis' leadership. Do you know why? It's not because she's some Republican. She's not some right-winger. I mean, this is an African-American hip-hop artist. You know why it is that she praises him? Because she lived in California, specifically Los Angeles. She's in Florida now. She has experienced the difference. During a wide-ranging interview with The Guardian released this week, the controversial rapper who recently wrote relocated to Miami chastised the media for demonizing DeSantis and his governing style arguing that she feels way safer living in Florida than she did in Los Angeles where she felt like she needed a gun to protect herself she attributed see this is what ha- happens when people stop and think she thought about this she attributed her new newfound comfort in Miami to DeSantis's pragmatic leadership and his commitment to practical issues, telling the outlet that the Republican governor is focused on the basic SHI blank. She's like, he's focused on the basic stuff. She said, quote, there are elderly people in our country without walkers who don't have the money to get a septic tooth pulled. If we're talking about driving up health care funds, those situations should take precedence to facial feminization surgeries and stuff like that. I mean, I get it, but that's a cosmetic surgery. Like, does your penis work? Can you pee? You're not as in trouble as the older woman who can't afford her dialysis. I think DeSantis is practical about a lot of things. Banks said living in Los Angeles left her feeling isolated and scared during the pandemic where she lost faith in the politics of the city she now views as shallow and virtue signaling obsessed. She told the outlet, quote, every which way I turn in L.A., there's a Black Lives Matter sign. Again, this is a black hip hop artist. Quote, everywhere I turn in L.A., there's a Black Lives Matter sign. And then we're watching swaths of Latino people die every day because they're considered essential workers. There are no Latino Lives Matter signs. That's not to negate any of the very real issues that black people in America face. But in a rich state like California, in a neighborhood like Silver Lake, here's Jenny with her blanking like bio 
dynamic wine bar and her vegan cafe. She's got a Black Lives Matter sign in the window. But, sis, did you pay attention to Pappy who delivered the milk? Did he get a free cup of coffee? I had to go because I can't do this. Either COVID's going to kill me or depression, she said. I'm going to Miami. Banks noted that people, quote, mind their blanking business in Florida, further praising DeSantis for displaying what she sees as common decency, a trait she struggles to find in other politicians. Now, this is meaningful because it's not name-calling. This isn't a position, well, I don't like this person because they're racist. She's talking about real-life things here. She's talking about actual results, not ideology. And this is where you win. Providing results. And that's what you have happening in Florida. And what is brilliant about the entire situation is the state, and it makes sense, the state in which smaller government, the promotion of coexisting with one another, regardless of backgrounds. The results of all of that, the better quality of life of all of that, of course Democrats want you to not look at that. That is the last thing that they want you to see. It's their kryptonite. Particularly when you look at states that they have complete control over generationally and the cities that they have complete control over generationally and what absolute third world countries they're turning into. So what do they do? They demonize, demonize, demonize. But here you have somebody that's in an industry that is overwhelmingly Democrat, of a demographic that is overwhelmingly Democrat, a black artist, rapper, who is not supporting one side because she's told she's supposed to. She's not against one side because she's supposed. She's told that she's supposed to be. But she's talking about, look, this is what life was like there, and this is what life is like here. It is better here. I can tell you there's a political party right now that is certainly going to make sure they teach her a lesson. Because this is one person that has not only walked off the plantation, but has let all of the others that have spent their lives on the plantation, telling them all, life is better on the other side. And let me tell you, they will make an example of her. Springfield's Talk 1041, I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. It's going to be interesting to watch the public reaction to rapper Azalea Banks talking about how much better Florida is and and noting that it's not just something that happened despite DeSantis, but noting that it's his approach that has led to these results in Florida, as opposed to California, specifically Los Angeles. She will either be ignored or she will they, they will make uh, an example of her. They will send a message to others in the black community. This is what will happen to you if you wander off the reservation, if you wander off the plantation. And there will be a public whipping. She will be treated like they treated Kanye West once he wandered off. Now, don't misunderstand me. Kanye West, as certainly, 
earned criticism, but that's not why they criticize him. The things that they rail on Kanye West for pales in comparison to what so many other people within their orbit and their world, particularly in hip-hop, have done or said. It's just they choose to go after him because he wandered off the reservation, the plantation. And it's once that occurred. It's the same thing with Trump. All of the things that they claim makes him so awful, they had no problem with before he became an anti-establishment Republican and ran for president. Prior to that, they paid him to come to their weddings. I mean, you couldn't get, they were constantly asking, will you be do a cameo in this movie? Will you do a cameo on this TV show? They loved him until he got out of line. And if you are a black person in America, you certainly are not supposed to veer off of the plantation. And they will make, I mean, they did it with Herman Cain. They, they did it with Clarence, they do it with Clarence Thomas. They did it to Kanye West. And, and they'll either, like I said, ignore and dismiss Azalea Banks, or they will do it to her as well. I think one of the <laughs> comments that she made is such also a perfect illustration of fantasy versus reality. And she talked about how in California, in Los Angeles, she felt like in order to be safe, she had to carry a firearm. She doesn't have to feel that way in Florida. Now, isn't that amazing? So this state that has the strictest gun control laws in the country, the state that is striving to create this utopian society where no one needs a gun is a place where people like Azalea Banks recognize they actually felt like they had to have one as opposed to Florida which we're told is this crazed, lunatic-run asylum where people can just run around with their guns, making this world such a horrible, dangerous place, yet that's the sort of area with the sort of atmosphere that isn't the Wild West. To the contrary is one where somebody who lived in L.A. and felt in constant danger with the need to arm themselves feels as if in Miami, specifically in Florida, they don't need to do such a thing. Isn't that interesting? fantasy versus reality and the more you look at issues whether it's gender whether it's covid whether it's just society as a whole democrats live in a world of make-believe and the moment people and in this case azalea banks is an example start opening their eyes and looking at reality in terms of okay what is actually going on that fantasy world just sort of floats away and the veil is lifted. So what punishment she will receive, time will tell. Springfield's Talk 1041. i I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Floors Plus Nick's at Floors Plus Springfield. All of your flooring needs. We walk on floors. Just about every building has a floor. There aren't that many that do. Well, I guess they all do, even if it's a dirt floor. It's a floor nonetheless. But for all of your flooring needs, perhaps it's just an upgrade style-wise. Maybe your uh, carpets are worn or you had the old uh, traditional hardwood. Some circumstances is fantastic. It's beautiful. It's durable. But uh, depending on how you use it, you have pets in particular. There may have been damage done over time, and, and you thought, well, 
I got to stick with hardwood because you can tell such a significant difference between that and, and, and vinyl. But luxury vinyl planking is a whole class in and of itself. And that's what we had done through a lot of our house. It's got the, the benefits of the look of wood, but the benefits of, and of the uh, durability of the vinyl. And they can tell you all about that. So whether it's that carpet or hardwood floor tiling, and then of course the plus of floors plus tiling as well, customized showers and more, uh, 0% financing for 12 months, floors plus Nixon. Springfield. This Memphis situation. I'm watching with great anticipation, as I'm sure many of you are. Five former Memphis police officers charged with second-degree murder. This was a situation in which they were attempting to arrest someone that was not complying, and he would eventually die. And I guess it's like a three-minute beatdown. The video is expected to be released today, and everyone is bracing. You've got mayors and Democrat-run cities bracing. You've got the, the Biden administration even saying, now we support peaceful protesting, but that's about it. So everybody is is proactively sending the message out there that we you know we don't want riots for this. Now, I don't know that we'll see any, and let's just be honest. It's going to be a visual of five black men beating up another black man. And I think we all, I mean, when it comes to, quote, police brutality, it's always based on the idea that it is racism at the hands of white people in a systemically racist situation to blacks. So that has always been the foundation for the outrage is that it was race, right? Every time that, that these instances occurred in which there was rioting, you'd have even, you know, Democrats, high-profile Democrats, Biden included, saying that this is an issue of racism, racism, racism. Well, that's not in play here, right? So I don't know if we will see riots. And given that having, you know, a crime perpetrated by black men against other black men is something that happens every day in cities like Chicago and nobody seems to bat an eye. I don't know that they will about this either, but we'll see. News in 60 seconds.